Cliffcentral.com. All right, everybody, let's turn our attention to what would normally be Markets Mondays with Markets.com, but today it is a Tuesday. So whether you're a new trader looking for a safe place to start or you're an experienced trader, someone who's done this for a while and you know exactly what's going on and you need all those tools at your disposal, you maybe do um, big spreads, you do multi-assets, you do high-tech, you will find Markets.com suits you perfectly. Because there is a special offer for all our fans as well. If you listen to cliffcentral.com, they're not just going to give you access to the platform, which is free. But if you sign up today and you register with markets.com, you follow the link on Cliff Central, you will get a 30% bonus on your deposit. Now, that sounds too good to be true because it is. But go and check it out. A 30% bonus on your deposit. Follow the link from cliffcentral.com to get into markets.com and register. Do it today. And uh, while we're talking about this, it is time to bring on none other than Dylan Bester, who's been with us a couple of times already. Dylan is the guy who is going to help us understand what's going on with uh, markets.com this morning and with the market in general. He's the co-founder and director at Skycastle International Investments, and he's a business partner of markets.com. How are you, Dylan? Good, thanks. Good, man. Nice to see you. Well, Dylan's yeah, in the studio so, with Dylan. me. I know, no, no, I know. You, I can tell you two have already had a conversation about all this stuff. But let's just talk about <laughs> Q, Q1, which is the first quarter of the year, 2023 earnings season, which is upon us. So there are financial institutions like JP Morgan, Citigroup, BlackRock. They're all releasing their earnings along with retail and B2C giants like Procter & Gamble, Nestle, Johnson & Johnson. Big releases from um, big tech Google, Microsoft, Amazon, a whole lot more. So what can you tell us about earnings season so far? Well, what we've had, um, we've already had a lot of these companies you've mentioned reporting. So over the last um, two weeks, these companies have reported. Um, generally, what's happened is they've beat consensus. So a lot of these companies from banks all the way to information technology um, to your consumer staples and your consumer defenses like your Procter & Gamble's have actually managed to beat the expectations. Um, but the expectations were lowered um, by analysts over the world um, going into the season. So it's caused a bit of a positive um, outlook on earnings so far this season, although um, the guidances and that haven't been as, as uh, staunch and as high as they expected them to come in at. So are you telling me it's it's generally good news or generally bad news? <laughs> generally good news. <laughs> so it's been a good season. I mean, we've had the markets right. pushing higher um, general companies. It's a very mixed bag. Um, you've got your some companies on the lower end, not the names you mentioned, um, but they've, they haven't done as well. But your bigger names, your bigger companies have managed to still continue to perform in the, in the rough trading environment that we've seen over the last six to 12 months. All right. So Dylan, tell us quickly, um, because this is, this is excellent. It's a great way to start Markets Mondays, um, even though it's a Tuesday. Uh, it, normally, people don't expect this kind of good news. And considering the way the markets have behaved in the last year, two, three, it's uh, it's very, very good indeed that we have a little bit of earnings season news, which is positive. So tell us, given current inflation, which is the big, ugly word that keeps on rearing its head in South Africa and the world, what would happen for the Fed to pivot their strategy. Of course, they're playing around with interest rates. It's the only tool that they have at their disposal to control or to um, influence inflation. What do you think is going to happen over there with the Fed in, in America and then obviously the Reserve Bank here in South Africa? Um, what we've got tomorrow is we've got the Federal Reserve releasing their statement for for interest rates. Um, the expectation is for another 25 basis point hike. 
um, and then followed by a hold period where they're going to assess the economic data and potentially start um, cutting rates, but only around the end of this year. Um, the important factor to remember here, factor to remember here, is that um, the, the pivot share would mean that they would come in on Wednesday tomorrow and actually cut rates. Um, that'll take a lot of pressure off the actual consumer at the moment, and then have a lot, a lot of a positive spin on the overall economy going forward because um, you're lightening on your interest rates, which you said you'd get up to five percent. So, I mean, the last twelve months has been excessive for any consumer in the U.S. Uh, they've had interest rates going up four and a half percent from almost zero. So it's a mm-hmm. very, very different environment than what they find themselves in. So a pivot, I think, would be found with a lot of optimism, where the Fed started cutting rates straight away. Um, the likelihood of this, though, in the given circumstance at the moment, isn't really um, more than 40%, just because they've still got a long road ahead of them. They've still got this year. We've had sort of a better earnings season. But inflation still, it has slowed, and it's slowed nicely, good enough but not to the levels where they're expecting. So it might take another few few months to actually work us down to get to a point where where they have to sort of pivot. So I don't think there's a pivot ahead head for us to cut rates, but there certainly is some form of um, height, um, height rate. And then from there, we can actually assess the data and see what, what transpires in the next few months. All right. So considering what's going on in the global macro economy, what is the likelihood of an impending recession? This is also the big ugly word that everyone's avoiding. We we had people talking about recession for the last three years. Whether or not we've actually clicked over into recession or not seems to be almost like a political football at the moment because they keep redefining a recession. But do you think that we have big gray clouds on the horizon or do you think that we have largely managed to escape that reality um, because of the way that interest rates, among other things, have played their part in the in the global macro economy. Um, I certainly don't think we we're going to miss in a recession. I think there will be a recession. Um, whether this is um, excessive recession, we're going to the term here would be a hard or soft landing on this recession. Um, the hard landing on a recession would would effectively mean that um, there's no more. There's there's a period after um, rates that there's basically stagflation. There's a big big slowdown in the overall economy. I don't, I think we're going to miss that. Um, but there is going to be some form of recession, um, where we could get to a point. And, and that's, as, as you say, they've, they've redefined the term already last, last year to say two quarters of negative growth don't actually mean a recession. Um, they've, they've done this before with inflation. Um, they, they called it wrong. So, so my expectation here is that we will go into recession. We've really seen a slowdown in growth, um, which is flowing through to the economy. So there will be a recession, but I don't think it's going to be as drawn out as everyone expects. Um, the Federal Reserve have come out a few times and said they had to support the market and, and in general, the stock market. So there will be a recession, just be sort of short-lived, let's call it three to six months, and then we'll continue from there. I don't think it's going to be a massive drag on the economy, but it's also it's also quite, um, quite an interesting time. I mean, we, we've got to get that inflation number down, uh, and that's going to be our determinant right. now from, from inflation. And also right, the, so, the growth of the economy. Okay, so um, we've heard about all these Q1 earnings, and we've, uh, we've, we've heard what you think is going to happen with recession, the, the global macro economy. But what should traders be looking out for when it comes to earnings season? What should we be looking for in the results of these companies, among other things? Like, what would you be looking at as a trader? So there's three factors I'm focusing on at the moment. That's certainly um, given the environment. I'm focusing on um, margins, so company operating margins and their net profit margins. How are these faring in this environment and what are they guiding 
over the next um, quarter. Um, second to that is if there's any AI or any form of AI um, to increase their productivity. Um, so that's the second mm. thing. And then also um, any any sort of comments on, on China or, or global supply chain infrastructure. Um, cause that's, that's quite an important part at the moment because there seems to be a bit of tension flaring again between the US and China. And you don't want that to be, to be a sort of backstop for your, your company to continue earning. So those are the three factors we're focusing on, but mainly it's margin compression. Um, how these companies are faring with higher costs and are they going to make it out? Um, and we've seen a lot of the, the information tech companies actually reporting better margins, um, to show that they're still able to, to produce good results on these margins, but they've also cut quite a lot of employees. So those are the few factors, the margins, the, any comments on AI or how they're going to use it in the future. Um, certainly, certainly the biggest factor. We've seen a lot of the, the bigger companies like Google, Microsoft, NVIDIA, all, all actually continuing higher these stock prices just on the back of AI comments. Uh, people, people come here to listen to you and, and to hear from markets.com so we can get some good business advice on what we should do with our trades. But obviously, you know, a lot of the time there aren't really obvious things that everybody should be doing. Otherwise we would all be doing them anyway. But what do you think the most solid portfolio choices you can make at the moment might be? S&P, Dow Jones, how are all those indices performing at the moment? I mean, these, these companies have had a stellar start. I mean, these indexes have had a stellar start of the year. Um, your NASDAQ's up just around 21% for the year. Your industrials up single digits as well as S&P. I mean, the S&P carries a lot of weight with the banking and the financial crisis that we've just seen and another one that happened last week. Um, but in, but in general, I mean, I would stay away from smaller companies that are based around hype. Um, you've got to focus on sort of companies that are cash generative and making good money. Um, just because they'll be able to fare the recession that's coming ahead. Um, you don't want a company going into recession talking about slowing on their consumer. I mean, the amount of sales and revenue that's dropping and they're going into recession. I mean, those are the first companies that are not going to continue to eke out a profit. Um, that being said, though, is, is the best advice I can give is, is currently if you see a profit in this environment and, and, and this is more of a trader's market, more of an active environment, you, you don't want to be sitting still on, on a portfolio right now. Um, just because you aren't sure of what's happening over the next three to six months. And, and some of these companies and especially the indexes are priced to perfection. So where we are now is, is literally where we should be at the end of the year. Um, so we've got sort of six months runway, but the markets are already sort of priced in perfection. So any bad news going forward from here could cause some concern or some sort of value destruction, not destruction, but sort of value loss. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I think, um, I think you don't want to be sitting on, on companies that, You've got a big loss in and, and you want to just try and ride it up because the recessionary talk and environment will certainly bring those values of those companies lower. Um, so if you see a profit, take it, um, book it and carry on. Look for your next opportunity. All right. Finally, on that note, um, we've seen a couple of corrections in the commodities sector. A lot of people like to, uh, <laughs> to mess around with, you know, minerals, uh, gold with, uh, with mm. various other commodities. Oil people like to to take a chance on those things. What would you say about the commodities sector, and what movements are you expecting for commodities in the short term going forward from here? Perfect. I'll, I'll comment on gold and on um, oil. Just um, we've had some recent mm-hmm. headlines there. I mean, in the, on the oil space, you've got OPEC, which is pretty much like an organised oil consortium. Um, they, they're trying to control the price of oil, and, and higher oil prices for them mean better better profit margins as well. So. 
they continue to talk up the price of oil and they continue to sort of influence the price of oil through their speech. So the likelihood here is that oil does go higher um, and sort of goes back. It's around 80 to $90 at the moment. I do, I do think it goes to $100 again um, and potentially mm-hmm. just above. We've seen gold as well um, trading above 2000 recently, which has been great. Um, although over the last say, month we, we've seen it come back. Um, although over the medium term, I, I do favor gold. I think it's the right sort of position to be in. Um, just from perspective of owning gold in an economy where there's a recession. Um, so I do favor commodities going higher in general. Um, and, and that's the sort of broad outlook. Well, there we go. You're not going to get better advice than that. Uh, Dylan Bester from markets.com this morning with Markets Mondays. And you can find out more by going to markets.com. I suggest that you check out all of the different things that they offer on their website. There are all kinds of useful tools, also resources that you can use, people who are really on the pulse like Dylan, who can help you with all of the information that you need, whether it's doing very complex things or whether it's doing the stuff that a brand new a wet behind the ears trader might want to do. Dylan, right, really great to see you. And thank you very much for uh, being on the show with us this morning. Thank you. My pleasure. Awesome. Very, very good.